How good was that? Is this going to fall over? Amazing song. Beautiful song. Thank you guys for doing that. It uh, ties in exactly with where we're going to today as a church. Generosity, our gift. And uh, what an amazing thing to, to sing words that, you know, Jesus gave everything. I'm real emotional today. I don't know if it's the weather, allergies. I'm really trying to figure it out, but get it together. But our hope for you is that you would realize that Jesus died on a cross, not for a show, not for recognition, but for you. For you. Eight billion failures, he speaks a word and they're gone. Eight billion mistakes, he speaks a word and they're gone. He would do anything to run after you. That's the Jesus we believe in at this church. And so it's a powerful, powerful thing to lead into where we're going. And I'm just going to jump right in. If you have your Bibles, open them up to Mark chapter 12. Generosity, our gift. If you're new here, or if this is your first time, uh, you've been coming a couple times and this is your first time to this series, let me just kind of give you an update of what we're doing here. Because generosity, people hear that word in church, and it starts to take their minds to different places. So before you go there, we're going to get to some really good things here today, I promise you. But we've been walking through as a church our, our, our core beliefs. Back there on the table, there's a card that has our, our pillars of faith. And we believed as a church that we just want to walk through these so that you guys know what we're about. But above all else, because we don't care about Oasis's name. Can I be honest? If you're here for the first time, I don't care. It could change tomorrow. It could go away tomorrow. I don't care. I just want people to know Jesus. But as we build the core of this church, we're concerned about you and your hearts. And so we've called this series Building the Core. And as we've looked at the language of what core means, core in the old language means heart, and it also means to fill it up. So we are filling our hearts up with the things of God, some statements, some beliefs that we believe as a church that are going to carry you forward in your faith. Amen? This isn't a quiet church. We're going to build our faith together as people so that you can go into this world, into this city, into wherever city you're from. I don't know what this is. And change it. Because your heart and your spirit is strong in Jesus' name. So we've walked through them. We've, we've covered prayer. Prayer is the most important thing we can do as a church. We believe in that. We believe in the power of that. Last week we talked about people. How people are our calling. If I hear Christians say or followers of Jesus, I'm not a people person, I get scared. Because you should be about people. Jesus' greatest commandments was to what? Love God with all your heart, soul, and mind, strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself. So last week we talked about Zacchaeus. And this week it doesn't fall in line just coincidentally. It falls in purpose that generosity is our gift. People being of generous hearts to this city will change this city, I promise you. So we're going to jump in here. Let me give you some background. Jesus is teaching and preaching. He's getting just hit with questions after questions from the religious folk. We're not about religion here. We're about relationship. And so Jesus is just hitting them back, zinging them. I love Jesus. He was a savage. Jesus was truly the savage of all savages. That dude took people and shut them down real quick by his language and how he spoke. Incredible. Don't read the Bible just as this. Read it with like a mind like, bro, you really talking to those dudes like that? That is serious stuff. He was crazy awesome. And so Jesus is getting hit, hit, hit. And then he goes as he's sitting in the temple. He talks about how the religious people act. He calls his disciples over and he's teaching to his disciples, look how the religious people act. The Pharisees, they walk in with all their nice clothes on and their, their status. 
And they come to church expecting to be seen and recognized. Jesus isn't about that. He's not about that. He's about the whosoevers. The left out, the abandoned, the broken. You and me. He's about us. And so then a powerful thing happens. As Jesus is sharing this, he goes and sees something. Jesus is leaning back, some scripture uh, theologians say. He's kind of leaning back, relaxing in the temple, watching people, and a widow walks in. So if you have your Bibles, Mark 12, there's going to be a big Bible on the screen. Verse 41 says this, Jesus sat down opposite the place where the offerings were put, and he watched the crowd putting their money into the temple treasury. Many rich people threw in large amounts, but a poor widow came and put two very small copper coins worth only a few cents. Calling his disciples to him, Jesus said, Truly I tell you, this poor widow has put more into the treasury than all the others. They all gave out of their wealth, but she, out of her poverty, put in everything. All she had to live on. She put in everything. All she had to live on. This is not a message about money. Can I just paraphrase that right now? Can you all say amen? This ain't about money up in this church right now. It's not about that. It's about a heart issue. Amen. Jesus, this is your word. We love you. We thank you for it. Bless it. May it just go out the way you've put it in my heart. May, may ears be open. May hearts be open. In Jesus' name, amen. Generosity, our gift. Have you ever been in a situation where you've been told there's more in you? There's a little bit more in you. Just push a little harder. There's more in you. I, was a, I had the privilege and the opportunity, and I had the gift to be able to play soccer in college. I don't look like it today. Put a little pounds on. Don't judge me. I was a lot thinner back then. Why now is it like this? I'm wrestling with my inner self right now. Just don't worry about it. Counseling myself up here. And so there was a time as a junior, and we had a new coach, and he was really intense, and he was really much about fitness. Kind of funny how soccer and fitness go together. I didn't understand it. Um, so we, was, we, 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 we got beat. <laughs> we got beat bad. Like 8-1 bad in a game. And he was ticked. I mean, this man was really upset. And so we showed up, and he said, normally our practices were at 2.33 o'clock. He said, field, 6 a.m. Now, we just had a four-hour bus ride to get back to campus. We got back to campus at 1 in the morning. He said, 6 a.m., I'll see you here. We're like, okay, we're in trouble. He said, this is a coaching moment. It was discipline. But we show up, and he doesn't have any soccer balls out. He doesn't have any of that. He just has a whistle and a stopwatch. We're like, we know the drill, Hill. We know what's about to happen. So he says, down on the end line of a soccer field, 110 yards of a soccer field, I think. I played soccer all my life. I have no idea how long it was. And he says, here's the deal, team. We're going to run these sprints for 45 minutes. <laughs> I said, are we going to get a break in between? I was the captain. I said, coach, are we going to get a water break in between? He said, Trollio, you're an idiot. We're going to run. I was like, yes, sir, coach. I <laughs> got it. Clear as day. And he says, start. You're going to run from the end line to the 18 line. Jog it as slow as you want. But the first person that reads the 18 starts sprinting. The rest of you better start sprinting to the other 18. When you get to the other 18, jog there, jog back, 18 back. 45 minutes. And he said, if somebody didn't run it under 12 seconds to the other sprint, I'm adding a minute on. So me and my great leadership skills, I looked at all my teammates along with a few other guys. I said, if you don't do this, I'm killing you after this. I'm literally going to murder you. We ran for an hour and a half. I want to have. Let me just tell you what happened. This was such a weird situation, right? My coach is screaming at us. He's disciplining, a.k.a. coaching us. He's telling us, there's more in you. 
There's more. Dig deep. There's more in you. And I knew right away there isn't any more in me. About 35 minutes in, I was done. I was gassed. There was literally people falling out, like falling over, causing, like, saying, I got a cramp, coach. I can't do it. He's like, get up. He's like, no, guys were like, literally, I can't coach anymore. It was hot. It was humid. It was August. It was nasty. But you know what's funny about it? And no, nothing to, to, to be mean to these guys. But there was guys in the field that had never seen a game. Some would say, just how it is, they were practice players. They were gifted, they were talented, they were full of ability, but they just weren't at that level to jump into a game. How many of you know that all of us starters, we were dying. <laughs> we were gassed. We were complaining. But these dudes, they were running. And they were running fast. And they were running hard to the point where we became very angry. You want to know why? Because they wanted to impress coach. They wanted to show coach, coach, look at us. We're fit. We can do this. And the rest of us were running because it was our gift to play. It was our opportunity to play. See, that story hits me as I'm reading through it and watching Jesus as he's sitting in the temple and he's talking to his disciples and he sees this woman walk in. This poor widow. That word poor means poor, like very poor back then. She was a nobody. She was an outcast. Nobody really recognized her, noticed her when she walked in. And she walks in, and she just gives what she has. And there was other people that were walking in, all dressed up real nice and neat, with their money, kind of doing one of these, going, check us out, watch us, throwing it in. You know why? They wanted to impress people. They wanted to show people what they were about. They wanted to show people what they had. There's a divide here in this room. We're in one of two camps here. Can I be honest? I probably fall sometimes to the Pharisees or the people that are church people sometimes. There's people in the room today that want to be noticed by Jesus, that want to be noticed by the people in the church. They want to be recognized for what they're doing for Jesus. It's not always bad. Hear me. It's not always bad. But you want to be recognized by people here on earth. That woman, the other side of the camp, walked in and she wanted to be recognized by nobody except the king of kings. She walked in there, didn't matter, didn't care how she looked, didn't matter if she had a shower in days. It didn't matter. She was showing up to the church full of generosity. Generosity. Generosity is, is amazing. It's powerful. But you know, can I be honest with you? This isn't in my notes, but we, as church people, we've kind of messed this up a little bit. You hear generosity in a church, you're like, here we go again, they just want my money. We don't want your money, ever. Can I just say that? If you're having that mindset and that attitude, keep it, please. If you're like, man, they just want my time, they want to use me, they want my talents, they just want to use me, no. No, 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 you're missing it. We get the opportunity to do it. We get the opportunity to give. We get the opportunity to be used in the church. We get the opportunity to be used on these streets. We get the opportunity to be a part of God's kingdom's work here on earth. We get the opportunity. And this poor widow shows me what I'm lacking. Lacking. I'm lacking at times a heart of generosity. It's not money. Oh, money encompasses this. We believe in giving our tithes and our offerings. We believe that biblically. But we see this, and my heart goes, man, Jay, you're not doing it right. You're not giving when it hurts. 
Jay, don't, don't, Pastor, you, you're preaching a really good message until you said that line. Are we giving of our time, our treasures, our talents till it hurts? I'm a selfish person. Ask my wife. She'll tell you. No, 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 I am. This is a counseling moment for me too as well. I'm not, I'm not always like a giver. If you are, awesome. Praise God for you. But I'm selfish at times. I like me. <laughs> I like my time. <laughs> I like my money. I like my stuff. When you have a revelation of who Jesus is and what he gave you, that mindset starts to go away. That mindset starts to fall off. That mindset starts to say, you know what? I don't want to be trying to impress people. I don't want to just be doing it because I have to do it. I don't want to be just giving a little bit because I can give a little bit. No. I want to give everything because the King of Kings, Jesus, gave me everything on the cross. Why does the church have to preach another message? If I just preach that message, Jesus died on the cross for you, have a blessed day, we love you. You all be like, oh, I'm not coming back to that church, that's weird. But that's truly who, what we believe in, that's the message of all messages. If we just had that message in our hearts raging every single day, that Jesus went to a cross, beaten, bruised, crown of thorns, stripes on his back, for me, I can live generously. If you've been on a cross, come talk to me afterwards. There's people today, let me just be honest, there's people today, it's funny, but there's people today that are going to the cross for Jesus in a lot of other countries where they don't have a lot. See, we're favored here. We're blessed people. See, those Pharisees, they, they're, they're, they're a lot like who we are as the Church of America. We show up, we've got our fancy clothes on, my nice new shirt. We show up. We want to be recognized. We want to be seen. Instead of showing up with a heart posture. It says, guys, I, I, it's not about me. It's not about me. It has nothing to do with me. You know, I, I, it, it's such an honor and a privilege to, to be a part of this church and to pastor you guys and to lead this church. Rachel and I look at each other sometimes and go, what are we doing? We don't know, so pray for us. We have no idea what we're doing time and day after day. We have an amazing team and people around us. But we say to each other, we don't know what we're doing. But people oftentimes come to us and say, oh, my goodness, you guys are doing amazing stuff. We see it. We follow it. We, oh, look at this. This is awesome. And there's part of me that flares up and goes, yeah, aren't we great? It's a lie. I'm not great. But I'm a king. I'm a son of the king. And so if I have a heart that says, you know what, I'm not great, but I'm a son of the king, I can live generously. I can live full of life. I can be a blessing to people. I can give my time above and beyond. I can give my resources above and beyond. I can give my energy to people above and beyond. Because you know what? They need the message of Jesus just like we have it. Generosity is our gift to people. It's a gift. We all love getting gifts, right? Who loves getting gifts? If you don't put your hand up, you're a liar. We all love it. Birthdays, come on. Christmas, yes. Please. We love it. But we don't like giving gifts. <laughs> we don't. We're like, oh, another birthday. Got to show up to another birthday. Got to bring a gift. Oh, you've all had that thought. We love to receive. We love it. But we don't love to give. And Jesus gave everything. I'm getting ahead of my notes. I'm all over the place. I'm sorry. But this is just, this is a deep revelation that I pray as a church we catch. It's not about coming in here and dumping some money in the offering plate. That's not what we're talking about. It encompasses some of that, but it's a heart saying, I will be used. I will give. I will be stretched. 
See, people are like, okay, pastor, that's a great message. God falls on you, you get a deep revelation, and then you're used. <laughs> I love it. People are like, um, pastor, you know, it was a great message. I prayed, I was used, and they took advantage of me. I don't like being used anymore. That's what the word says is probably going to happen at times. But you love them. You care for them. You keep going after them. You keep being generous. You keep sowing into the church. You keep being planted in the church. You live a generous life. I promise you, I promise you, I promise you, you will go places and go to things that you've never experienced before. That widow, we are reading about her in scripture today because she walked into the temple poor as poor with basically $2. Basically $2. If you break it all down, it's $2. And she gave. She didn't look around like, is everybody seeing me? Do they have my, their iPhones out? Are they putting this on their story? Are we, are we promoting Love Chicago and putting it all over the Instagram world? No. I walk in. I give my talents and my time and energy because Jesus is in the room. I just believe, right? This is how I read scripture. I just believe that she saw Jesus. She's like, my God, this is who I've heard about. He's here. He's here. I don't, I don't care if anybody else sees me. I just want him to see my heart. I don't care. I don't care if anybody else recognizes us. I don't care if we get, we get recognized in the city for being a part of the change in the city. I don't care. I will go to the pits. I will be a part of the, the grossest stuff. I will push forward in the city, not caring if people are going to recognize us. All I want is for Jesus to look down from heaven and go, yes. This church, yes. These people, yes. Their hearts, yes. Generosity. It's our gift. When we know that Jesus is the giver of all things, it is easy to be a person that is full of generosity in all areas of life. Not to be seen by the world, but to, see, but to be seen to be found faithful by Jesus. Anybody want to be found faithful by Jesus? Not when we get to heaven, but right now. See, I think as the church, sometimes we want to wait till we get to heaven to hear those words. Well done, thy good and faithful servants. I pray that you all hear those words. I pray that you do. I pray that you're so close to the Father that he welcomes you into eternity in heaven with you. But what if, just what if you heard those words today? Well done. Keep going. Keep fighting. Keep being generous. Keep being for people. Keep praying. Keep fighting. Keep going. Keep being generous. You're doing what I've called you to do. You're being the church that I've called you to be. This is hard. Because, you know, giving is hard. Our mind starts to play tricks with us. Anybody else? Just me. All right. I really need a lot of prayer this morning. See, we start to, be, to give, and our, and our mind tells us, you don't have enough to give. You got bills. <laughs> you got rent. You got school loans. You got a family. You got this. You got that. You got this. You got that. You got this. You got that. Can I just tell you, this is who I believe in. We serve a God that has endless resources. We serve a God that owns everything. So if God's called me to be generous and my mind starts to tell me, stop, don't do it. It's a little too much. It's going to hurt. You may not make it this month. You're not going to be able to do it. But he says, give. I'm going to give. I'm going to give my time. I'm going to give my energy. I'm going to give my resources because if he's called me to do it, then I'm trusting that he's going to find me faithful in it. But see, you know what it breaks down to? Faith. Faith. Dumb Faith. <laughs> it's faith. People are like, well, give me more. I don't have more to give. 
I don't have some deep theological statement. It's just faith to see God be faithful in the past, in the present, in the future. Sometimes, maybe just sometimes, you need to take a look at where you're at today and go, God, you've been faithful to this point. I may not want to have, have what I want right now, but you've given me enough today. You've blessed me more than enough today. I have my needs met for today. So today, in the past, in the future, you're going to be faithful, then I'm going to be faithful and be generous with my life. Amen? Three things, we're going to get out of here. Is this encouraging you? I don't want fear to control your life. Fear is gone when you come into the presence of Jesus. When you get surrounded by Jesus, fear goes. So those thoughts, they get dismissed. You just got to ask them. You got to press in. You want to be a person that's full of generosity? You want to be known like the widow? Then dismiss fear by Jesus' name. And step into the call that he has for you. Three things to remember. Generosity is our gift. The first thing is this, that I see this. Jesus sees our heart to give. Jesus sees our heart. Scripture tells us what? That God looks at our life and says, yeah, that's good. It says God looks at our heart and says, that's good. We get that mixed up sometimes. Oftentimes, we get that mixed up. We think that God's looking at our actions and what we're doing and where we're at and what we're involved with. No, he's looking past that stuff and he's looking at your heart going, where's your heart? Where's your soul? Where's your mind? Is it with me? Because if it's with him, he can use you. See, I, you know, I, I kind of put myself in a little predicament by saying I think that woman saw Jesus in the room. Because then maybe just maybe you have those thoughts running through your head that she saw Jesus so she gave everything. No, because here's the reality. She was already walking to the temple. She was showing up broken, beaten, left out. She was showing up. She was already going. She was already on her way. And you know what I believe? She probably already had those two little dollars in her hands. She was already going. Her heart was already postured in the right place. Poor as can be, her heart was postured to say, you know what? I'm going to go help somebody else. That money offering plate, the box that they said that they put the money in, let me just tell you what it was used for. It was used for people. It was used to reach people. It was to help the homeless and the poor and the broken. It was used to do that. And that lady shows up full of it, faith, full of faith, and says, you know what? God, use this. You can use this. I trust that you can use this. See my heart in this. We want God to see your heart. Does anybody want to be found faithful for God to look at our hearts and go, I can use that person? Anybody? Preaching to myself. Praise God. I love this. This is the reality of who Jesus is. He just wants to look at a heart and say, that heart is faithful. That heart is mine. I can use it. I can change the world with this person. You know, generosity looks different in the world than it does in the church. It looks different. A heart looks different inside of being a follower of Jesus than not being a follower of Jesus. You guys are like, yeah, thanks. We know this already. Great insight, JP. You're doing a great job today. But it does, because the world tells you, don't, don't give what you can't. Give out of your abundance. Give out of the abundance. If you don't have it, don't do it. If, you, if, you, if you're not getting anything back by going to serve and love Chicago and picking up trash around the streets and doing that stuff, if you're not getting anything in return, don't do it. It's not worth your time. I hear that all the time. I hear those lies all the time. Why do you do what you do, JP? Why do you guys go out and serve and do this and that? Why do you give above and beyond this and that? It's because you know why? I want God to look at my heart. I want God to see my heart to be found faithful. Second thing is this. A generous heart doesn't just give some, it gives all. 
I've hit this already a bunch because it's so powerful. It's so practical, though. A generous heart doesn't say, hey, God, I just have a little bit. I have a lot to give. I'll give everything. I'll give it all. I'll give everything that I have to you, Jesus. If you want to use me in that way, I'll do it. Some of the most radical people I've ever heard of gave everything away. Well, are you saying that if I say God use me and take me wherever he wants, he may move me to Africa and be a missionary out in the middle of nowhere and I'll never see my friends and family again? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Some pastors are like, no, that's not what I'm saying. No, I am saying that. <laughs> They're like, no, 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 no. He won't do that. Yes, he will. Maybe. Because if you say, God, I want to give everything, use me in every way possible, he's going to use you in every way possible. He's going to use you to reach the nations. He's going to use you to reach the city. He's going to use you to do great and mighty things. Scripture tells us what? It says at the very end of that, there's a couple verses, it says, that poor widow gave everything she had to live on. Imagine that. She walked out of there broke. <laughs> She was a poor widow with $2, and now she walked out as a poor widow with nothing. All she had to live on, she gave it to God. Whoo! That's powerful. If a poor widow says, this stuff is going to fade anyways. This life that I'm living is going to be like this. We're a mist. I wish I had a squirt bottle. I think I've used it one time before. You just spray it. That's our life. We're here for a moment. What moment do you want to be known for? How do you want to be known in this moment? How do you want to be remembered in this moment? Do you want to be as somebody that withheld? Or do you want to be known as somebody that gave? Do you want to be known as somebody that just sat back? Or do you want to be known as someone that stepped in and said enough's enough? Do you want to be someone that says, you know what, the city has too many problems, I'm just not going to do anything? Or do you want to be known as somebody that says, you know what, the city has too many problems, I'm going to do something? I'm going to give everything. I'm going to give all I have, my time, my talents, my treasures, I'm going to give everything back to God because he gave me everything. The third point is this, and the band can come up. Not long today. Generosity is our gift. It's a gift to give. It's free to give to people. The last thing is this. Let's give knowing that he first gave us everything. You know, I was reading in Acts, and as I've been studying outside of the sermons. I've been going through the book of Acts. Acts is right after Jesus leaves. Jesus gave his life on the cross and he raised to life again. He stayed on earth for 40 days and then he ascended into heaven and then a revival broke out because he told his people to wait and pray. And the Holy Spirit came across and moved in powerful ways. Peter gave one of the greatest sermons ever. I pray to God that I can preach like Peter one day like that. Peter preached. That boy preached people down. And thousands upon thousands of people got saved. But you know what's amazing about that? Right after Peter's great message, Scripture goes into what's really funny and interesting to me. It says that they were gathered together as the people of God. And they gave everything they owned away. When I read that, I was like, everything? It said, yeah, everything. Houses went up for sale. Money went away. Resources. These people started to get together as the church and say, we have Jesus now. We have salvation now. We have eternal life now. So guess what? All this worldly stuff, it doesn't matter anymore. Let's just get together. Let's give it all together and just give it away and help people. That's amazing. <laughs> That's insane. 
What if we all gathered as the church and said, you know what, I have this. I can, use, I can be used here. I have these resources. I can do this. Maybe, just maybe, if we said, you know what, Jesus gave everything, everything, his life for me. I will give back everything to people. I will see violence change in this city. I will see the poor be made whole. I will see everything. So maybe just maybe as a church we just get together and be people of generosity. And maybe just maybe we'll see a revival like they saw in Acts. I mean truly, like truthfully. Acts is amazing. It's a, it's a revival story. We pray for revival all the time. The church has prayed for revival forever. God, bring revival. Bring revival. You know what? I think we're in the midst of a revival. But better yet, I think we can see a bigger revival if we just started to become generous. Generous, I believe, is the catalyst for revival. Oh, read it in Acts. They were all together, and they put their stuff together, and God blessed what they did, and God used them in mighty ways, and God saw thousands upon thousands of people come to know Jesus. Does anybody want to see people come to know Jesus? So why don't we just look back and go, you know what, God? You've given me enough. If I don't get another thing from you, God, if I don't receive another thing from you, if I don't get another gift from you, you gave me Jesus. That's enough. I, I want that deep revelation for you. To say, you know what, Jesus, you've, you're everything. I don't, I don't need anything. I don't need anything fancy. I don't need more. I don't need more. I just need you. And I wonder, I wonder if maybe we had that firm grip of faith to say, Jesus, you're all that I need. You're going to meet my needs. You're going to meet my desires. You're going to take me to great things. You're going to show me the plans and purposes you have. But I'm going to live a life of generosity because you were generous to me by sending your one and only son, Jesus, to earth to go to a cross for me. What more do we need? Nothing. He loved us that much that he gave us that. He gave you a son. And then he says, go. Change this world. Be my people. Be generous of heart. It's your gift. Show the world Jesus through it. Amen? Bow your heads with me this morning. Father, today, I pray that in this place, God, that you will just speak life over people. God, that you will, will give people a deep revelation in their hearts and souls and mind right now, God, that you were so generous to us by giving us your son, that through that act of kindness, of love, God, that we can be people that give and, to, and, and give of our time and our lives and our treasures above and beyond what you've called us to. Father, I pray that people will cr catch the heart of you today. Father, that they will have the knowledge and in the, in the revelation that you died for them, Jesus, that you love them, that that's all that we need to live on today, Jesus. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, I, I think there's some people in this room, and we do this every so often, but today I want to do this. I think first and foremost, there's some people here that need to, to receive that gift that Jesus gave freely, which was his son. You just, we believe in this church that if you believe in your your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you will be saved. It's a free gift. No one's twisting your arms. No one's trying to make you have it. Jesus is just knocking right now at your heart saying, let me in. I want to I fill you with my love and my grace and my truth. Let me change your life to a brand new life. 
If you're in this room and you want to receive Jesus for the very first time and you want to be a part of a kingdom that is never going to fail and a love that is so pure and real, on the count of three, I'm just going to have you slip your hand up. No one's looking. This is between you and God. But you're about to have a brand new start, a brand new life. You're going to be welcomed into the kingdom of heaven. So if you're in the room right now, on the count of three, I just want you to slip your hand up. One, he loves you. Two, he died for you. Three, he wants to spend eternity with you. If you're in the room, just slip your hand up. No one's looking. Amen. If you, if you slipped your hand up or if you didn't, pray this prayer out loud with me as a church body. Let's pray this together. Jesus, I receive you. Forgive me. Fill me with you. I want a brand new start. I receive your grace. I receive your mercy. I receive your love. You are my king, my Lord, and my Savior. In Jesus' name. Father, I pray for each and every person, God, in this room. God, that they will use you, God, to be a light, to be an example in this city. God, that they will use your gift of freedom and of hope to be used as a generous person in this city, God. I pray, God, a spirit of generosity to fall on homes, to fall on marriages, to fall on people. God, that they will know, God, that you're going to meet every need. You're going to meet every, every, uh, every area that they're lacking, God. You're going to meet them where they're at each and every day, God. So I pray, God, that they will put their hope in you, that they will put their trust in you, that, Father, they will look to you each and every day, God, that they will know that you're for them and not against them. God, that they know when they wake up every morning and they put their heads on the pillow every night, God, that you have walked with them, that you have talked with them, God, and that you've been their rock, their redeemer, and their restorer. So, Jesus, we lift our voices to you today. We praise you. We honor you. We bless you. It's in Jesus' name. Why don't you stand to your feet and sing this as we go out this morning.